Have you felt these holiday stressors? Food temptations and sugar everywhere. Food pushers trying to get you to eat what they made. People you have to see who talk about topics you don't want to talk about. Foods that are only available this time of year and you struggle with fear of missing out. Feeling like you might as well just say screw it to any attempts to be healthy until January. Getting close to the end of the year and judging yourself for not being further along in your goals. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to wait until after the next holiday to prioritize your health. You don't have to resign yourself to stress, exhaustion, deprivation, discomfort, and shame this holiday. In my self-care keto holiday guide, you'll get a plan to navigate the food opportunities of the holidays from a mindset of self-care with a 50-page easy-to-use downloadable and printable guide, 26 easy, delicious keto holiday recipes that everyone will love, a holiday planner exercise that you can reuse holiday after holiday, year after year, and a bonus emotional eating mindset exercise. You're going to design a holiday plan that's focused on what you will actually enjoy because it's your holiday too. Uncover the people-pleasing mindsets that cause you to self-sabotage on holidays, have strategies for food and alcohol that actually work for you, have exciting new recipes to try, know how to handle food pushers and awkward food conversations, Develop self-awareness and self-compassion for emotional eating at the holidays. Know how to succeed anywhere, at home, at someone else's house, even at a restaurant or traveling. Feel in control and have zero regrets and be ready to get right back on track with a healthy mindset after a holiday. You can instantly download this great new resource for just $19 at theketofit.com slash holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like a, um, like a circular pattern, essentially like the gut brain connection, right? So your, your brain is your decision-making tool. And so Mm -hmm. the foods that you're consuming are affecting your brain processes and the blood sugar roller coaster and the thoughts that you're having that translate from the blood sugar roller coaster. And you're tired, you're lethargic, you're feeling bloated, you're feeling cruddy, you're feeling ashamed, all of that. And then do you think you're going to make a good decision when you're have the next opportunity for the next time to eat? Absolutely not. It's the same thing as no. like sleep, sleep deprivation or altering your, your mental state, your, the foods that you eat are altering your mental state. And I, I think you really hit the nail right on the head there. Like once we have removed the, um, the actual physiological addiction or the chemical and hormonal processes that are happening from eating high sugar, high carb, highly processed foods. Um, once we've removed that, all that we're left with then is our jacked up beliefs that need to change. Right. And so a lot of the clients that, that I work with that tend to, I call them deviations, you know, um, I don't call them cheats or, or even treats. I like to just use (laughs) neutral language, but the deviations keep happening. I find that one of the common mindsets that comes up is they feel like it's not fair that everybody else Mm -hmm. can eat normal and they have to eat this special way then that it's just Mm -hmm. not fair and that they Mm -hmm. should be able to Mm -hmm. eat the pizza or you know the bread or the chips that everybody else is eating and you know be okay like these other people aren't gaining weight why am i the only one that is it's not fair and then something in us even though we know it's gonna backfire on us we keep trying to like go down that path to just prove that somehow we could do it but it's it's backfiring so you said you felt that way too Oh gosh, yes. That's I would, you know, like I mentioned before, I would go out with my friends, and one of my favorite things to do is go to a Mexican restaurant, have you know chips and salsa. Oh, that was my thing. I'm a Tex-Mex girl. I'm from Texas. That's that's my thing, and margaritas. Ooh, that was really my thing. 
And um, I, when I, like I said, I have this crazy willpower. And once I was on a path, bam, that's it. And so I wouldn't even allow a little bit or a chip or no, no, it was a no. And so I watched my friends do what I love. I would go home and cry. I would cry. And I would just be like, hating on life and kind of pissed off at the man upstairs. Why did you make me like this? Why can't I do this? You know, and I think that is a real problem because you have the deprivation mindset. Mm -hmm. And if you really look at it, it's like, okay, yeah, they can eat what they want. Okay. But what, what damage are they doing to their cells? Mm. What damage is going to show up later? Are they going to be that older person who has to use a walker? Yeah. Are they going to, you know, yeah, they may not have the, the fat all on their body or whatever, but big deal. Fat is your like safety thing that you have fat for a reason. Your body mm-hmm. is trying to do something for you. It's trying to protect you. Yeah. And I think once you kind of understand some of this and understand that, and you really have to switch your mind thinking yeah. instead of thinking I can't have it's, I don't want, I don't want that poison in my body yes. anymore yeah. because I know what damage it's done. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the 80 year old that, that has to have somebody help them walk. No, 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 Mm -hmm. no. I don't want it. That's not quality of life. That's not worth it to me. So when Mm -hmm. I see those foods now and, and plus, because, you know, I, I'm running on ketones, baby and you know, whatever. And I'm satiated. That's a problem. I don't look at food and go, Oh my God, I'm dying. I got to have that. I don't care. I just don't care. And I'm not saying that I never, ever, ever do anything bad because I do. Okay. I will occasionally like vacations. I admit it. When I was cruising before crazy happened, um, I would allow chocolate martinis. Okay. That's horrible. Okay. (laughs) Horrible. I knew that. I understand that. I made that choice consciously. Mm -hmm. I knew what consequences I was going to have. And I also knew as soon as I stepped off that ship, I was good to go. I would Mm -hmm. go right back to it. And I did every single time. Mm -hmm. And even if I did gain a few pounds, it was off within a few days. Yeah. So it was, you know, but I know I can do that. Not everybody can do that, but yeah, mm-hmm. I even forgot exactly. what the question was you asked. <laughs> oh, that's okay. It's kind of like that mindset of like, it's not fair that these other people yes. can do that. So one thing that's interesting that we tend to assume is like, let's say that you're still overweight, you're on a weight loss mm-hmm. journey, right? And you've lost a little bit of weight on keto. It's feeling like it's taken forever. You're not seeing results as quickly as you want. And here's your skinny friend who's just eating whatever they want, living their life, yada, yada, yada. And you assume that because they are skinny and you are fat, that they feel better than you do. But that's an assumption. And actually that's quite, quite not true. They probably feel very crappy after they eat almost an entire pizza and drink all the margaritas or whatever. They do not feel very good. You feel better than them in that moment than they feel. But you assume that because they're skinny and you're fat, that that means they always 24 hours a day feel better than you. So I love how you're shifting it to like, I don't want that because I don't want to actually feel that way. I know what that feels like. And this feels better than that, even though I'm still losing weight, you know, it doesn't automatically mean that because you're skinny, that you're healthier. Like some people are saying, like skinniness does not mean healthy. These people could be struggling with blood sugar problems. They could be uh, dealing with digestive issues, all sorts of things, migraines, you know, skin issues. So Tell us about the rosacea, because are you saying that rosacea was related to your blood sugar and insulin resistance? Well, it is thought now to be kind of an, uh, part of an autoimmune response. Mm. Okay. Um, I, 
I haven't seen any full 100% proof, but they're kind of starting to talk a little bit more about that. And it makes complete sense. Mm. Um, yeah, like I said, I started noticing in my late 20s. And, you know, it was just kind of one of those things that my friends made fun of because they're like, oh, you had a few drinks, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Or, oh, she mad now. Um, but it wasn't funny to me because it was embarrassing. But yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's, it's a, a very uncomfortable thing. Yeah. And I am not 100% healed from that. Um, I, I did really well. And then with the stress and I have some like stress going on inside my body as well as external stress. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm working on currently. And it's been uh, menopause. <laughs> God, I love it. But um, anyway, it, it's, it's kind of started to uh, increase a little. And so it's one of those things that it, and here's a good point that I think is very, very important. I 100% believe in keto and, and carnivore for some people, depending on where you're at in the spectrum, but it doesn't mean it's going to cure everything forever, okay? Mm -hmm. There are things that are still underlying that, yes, are influenced by how you eat, yes, in your lifestyle, but there could be other things too. There could be underlying bacterial infections, viral infections, toxins, um, parasites. There's all these different things that could be going on that you have no clue and, mm -hmm. and you're not tested for unless right. you specifically ask for that, right? Or somebody knows how to read a lab correctly. So you could have these other things and they could be laying dormant and, the, you know, kind of not, not expressing itself. And then you're, you're going along, you, you know, you're keto, you're carnivore, you're healthy, you're happy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, what the heck is going on? Hmm. So just because you eat a certain way doesn't mean miraculously you're fixed of everything right. or that it's going to happen overnight. And that, that's one thing I think people get so irritated with is because they hear success stories mm -hmm. and they think that their journey is going to be like that. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You have to take into consideration how much were you restrictive dieting in your life? Yeah. What is your genetics? I mean, what current situation are you in right now? Mm -hmm. You know, how much damage have you done to your body? Yeah. You got to take all that into consideration and you mm -hmm. cannot compare two people. We are very bio individual in our experiences, our backgrounds, what we've done to our bodies. Yeah. And yeah. so you can't just have a one size fits all for every single person and think that, Ooh, I'm going to do keto. And by the end of the week, I'm going to drop 11 pounds. Okay. Right. I did. I did. Yeah. But that's not normal. Okay. That's not normal. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody has to kind of, you know, take things on an individual basis and just relax. This is not a race to the finish line. Mm -hmm. This is your life. This is your, your, do you want to be 80 and walking with the, you know, a little walker and having people take care of you? No, no, you don't. You want that quality of life. Mm -hmm. And and we just, just earlier discussed, you know, I, I had, we put down our dog two days ago because she was in a part, a quality of life where it was just awful to watch. Yeah. And she was miserable. She was not enjoying life anymore. Yeah. And she was with, withdrawing more and more and she was hurting more and more. Do you want that? Right. No. Who wants that? No, it's just not worth it. It's just not. Yeah. We don't want to have just a, a long lifespan, but we don't want to have a long health, health quality. Span. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you've got to so, evolve. You've got to evolve. 
You know, yeah. as things change, you want to change with it. You may have to change your diet. You may have to tweak things. You may have to add things in. You may have to remove things. You may have to, you know, do a different activity. You may have mm -hmm. to really work on that stress management. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's things that you're going to have to change. It's not always going to be the same thing's going to work just because it worked for you yesterday. Totally. Yeah. So before you went carnivore, um, on your keto journey, did you encounter stalls and like what type of strategies that you, did you have to bring in? Cause you make up, you make a really good point. A lot of times people see initial success on something and then all of a sudden you're doing the same exact thing, but it's not working. And that can be infuriating, especially if yeah. somebody else is doing the same thing and still seeing progress. So like what kind of strategies did you have to bring in even before carnivore, if any? Okay. Most of the time I will say, I had a steady weight loss. I mean, a steady 1.5 pounds a week. Stay. And that's really that great. Is not, that's not common. Okay. Just because I had that, I don't, my body loved it. I, I, I don't know. Mm. But, um, you know, I would have a week or two, like I probably had, I don't know, three weeks out of the, what was it? Seven months. It took me to lose the weight um, where I might've gained a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then there'd be another couple of weeks where I stayed the same. And unfortunately, I still had some issues in my head dealing with, you know, weighing on a scale. Yeah. I, that's very destructive for me. Mm -hmm. I know that now and I still can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So I don't do that anymore. Um, and I will one day, I will soon here, but I, I know that that's not healthy for me. So I think if you focus way too much on the outside, the, you know, tape measures, the, you know, weighing the, you know, clothes size, that kind of thing, you're going to really mess up because if yeah. that's your only goal, that's pretty superficial. I'm not saying it's not warranted. I'm not saying it's not a good goal to have, but it is superficial if you want to say, because that's not really what you need to focus on. What you need to focus on is health. Mm -hmm. It's get healthy to lose weight, not lose weight to get healthy. So mm -hmm. the healthier your body is, the easier it's going to be to not only get rid of this excess weight, it's going to be easier to maintain, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. work with your body, not against it. And that's mm -hmm. what I have done for 40 years of my life. I worked against my body because I didn't understand what my body was doing. I hated it. I thought it was this, you know, alien. It's like, why are you not doing what my brain's, brain's telling you to do? I, you know, I, I have a deficit of, you know, 7,000 calories. I should be losing two pounds. And you're saying I gained a pound? Oh, no, no, no. You're right. not doing the calculation correctly, you know? And so I would blame my body. But you have to understand your body is this amazing, amazing biological machine. And mm -hmm. it does everything it does to try to counter some of the crap that's happened to your body in order to survive. It mm -hmm. does not care about your hair. It does not care about the fat on your body. It does the things it does as self-preservation. So right. if it needs to, you know, shut off your, you know, follicles so it can put the energy to something else, to heal something else, that's what it's going to do. Yeah. And if your body is not getting fed correctly, what it's getting fed is it wants to store it into fat. You know, it, it's, it's a protective thing. If mm -hmm. you're not producing enough hormones that you need and fat produces hormones, so maybe it's holding on fat because you, something else is out of whack. So mm -hmm. if your body is not in harmony, 
these other things happen. So by correcting that, it makes weight loss way easier. Yeah. And you don't even have to struggle. You don't have to struggle. So, you know, yes, diets are a great place to start, but there's mm-hmm. so much other to the equation too. Yeah. I love that you're bringing up that, you know, when I asked you that question, I was kind of thinking of like dietary strategies that you might've chosen, but mm-hmm. I love that you actually answered me that you chose some mindset strategies, which is just to stop looking at the scale. Cause you realize that it was mm-hmm. actually triggering you. And oh, yeah. so I have some clients that do really, really well with like weighing themselves every single day. Mm-hmm. I have some clients mm-hmm. that it actually winds up backfiring on them because they're triggered by it or they get so discouraged by it. Same thing with tracking food, like in an app or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like I actually have some clients that get so triggered by that, or it ends up causing them to backfire because it's like, they're not listening to their body. Instead, they're just looking at the app and it's saying like, oh, you're under your carbs for the day. So let me go eat a few more carbs, even though I'm not hungry, or let me go eat some more fat, even though I'm not hungry. And so it's, it's ignoring your body and and just kind of like surrendering your will to this app and that can cause. And then if you go over on the app, even by one carb, you know, now it's just shot to hell and you might as well eat all the carbs. Like it can be very um, triggering for a lot of people. And so I love that you're mentioning, like if you're noticing that that strategy of using the scale every day or tracking with an app is actually causing you to self-sabotage, it's okay to let that strategy go, even though it's supposedly the correct strategy that everybody, you know, everybody else finds success with. Yeah. To do what works for you. Yeah. Well, you know, things we have different triggers and, and we have these triggers for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 when you have a trigger, you have to examine that. Why, you know, yeah. why are you having this trigger? And I'm still, I, I still have to work on things too. I've got mm-hmm. some mental things. Good gosh. The trauma was, it still affects me. I, you know, I'm so much better, but it's still there. I mean, yeah. it's something you have to work on. It's something so important, but you know, I guess back to strategy, you know, like I said, I didn't really struggle a whole lot, but I did recognize that the weighing, because at one point, if the scale didn't reflect the work I put in, and like I right. said, I'm, I'm crazy when it comes to stuff like that. I am yeah. so strong-willed and I knew I put in the work. I knew I did right. Nobody's going to tell me, tell me I did not do what I was supposed to do. No, exactly. because I did it to the T mm-hmm. and I measured everything. I weighed everything. I had, you know, uh, I even underestimated and overestimated depending on what it is, you know, underestimated exercise, overexercise. I mean, over, you know, exaggerated the, the food just in case I made a mistake somewhere. And I'm pretty sure I didn't, but you know, but it, it, if and I would see that scale, I would get so angry. It mm-hmm. would ruin my whole entire day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would actually physically hurt myself because mm-hmm. my body was something different than my mind, you know, it was yeah. like this alien, like I said. Yeah. And so th- it's, it's such a, I don't know why, but it is such an emotional, you know, thing. And if that's the response you get, stop it. Yeah. And again, focus on your health, focus on doing the things that you know are going to help your body and the rest will come. The rest Mm -hmm. will come. You have to have patience. Again, there's not a deadline. I understand. Oh, you know, on this date, I'm going to be a bridesmaid in a wedding. Okay. Mm -hmm. I get that. I get that. But is that really that important? Really? I mean, that you're willing to disregard your mental health, disregard your body by doing extreme things that is not going to help your body. You know, if you change that mindset and really think about 
What can I do to help my body? What is it that I can do right now? Oh, am I feeling stressed? Oh, maybe I need to just sit down a second and do some breathing. And that's yeah. where I'm at right now. You know, I, I'm, I'm utilizing that because I, mm -hmm. I now understand. And, you know, do the things that help support your body. That is the best thing you can do. Because if you're stressed, guess what? Cortisol. And mm -hmm. guess what happens when you have cortisol high? <laughs> you're not losing weight. No, right. you're not. No, it totally. doesn't work that way. Your body does what it needs to do to protect you. Mm -hmm. And it don't care about you losing weight. It's going to, yeah. you know, do what it needs to do with the cortisol. It's got to do these different things. Get more fat so it can shove the cortisol in more cells. You yeah. know, so you've got to think about these things and understand your body that it's, it's trying to help you. Yeah. And you know, if, if you just do what's right by your body, then it's going to be okay. You yeah. may not, it may not happen on that date that you have set. Okay. Right. But it will ha happen and you're going to be happier, healthier. You're going to have more of a quality life. And does it really matter? You fit into the size zero genes. When you are happy, you're healthy, you're at a good body weight, um, you, your composition is good, you, your skin looks good, your, your hair looks good. Does it really matter you're not in a size zero? Yeah. Does it really? And yeah. if it does, yeah, you probably ought to look at that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that you are just emphasizing, you know, your body is never, ever, ever fighting you. It's always serving you. It's always yes. helping you. And I used to say that all the time. My body hates me. My body is fighting me, me, you know? And so, and I mm -hmm. hear my clients say that too. And that's never true. Your body is always fighting for you, not against yes. you. And so I love how you're saying, just get in sync with your body. How can you befriend your body? Ask yourself at any given moment, whenever you think my body is fighting me, ask yourself, how can I help my body? Maybe that's taking a deep breath. Maybe that's eating a different meal at my next meal. You can start anytime. You know, I love that. And also that weight loss comes through health, not health mm -hmm. through weight loss, because we have right. that completely backwards, especially in our society. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I did that for too long. I'm really curious now, like, do you think you will be carnivore forever? And like, what do you eat on a typical day? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I am never going to say always. Mm -hmm. Right now, it suits me because it's simple. Mm -hmm. I have a lot going on. I keep my two and a half year old granddaughter. Mm -hmm. I have a podcast. I, you know, try to, I'm coaching. I'm going to, you know, nutritional therapy school right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I'm about to start another school. I don't even know what the heck I'm thinking, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, so I'm doing all these different things and I know that, um, I want to keep things simple. Mm -hmm. I eat meat, meat. How easy is that? Most yeah. of the time, like for lunch, I don't eat breakfast. I have my brewed cow cow. There's like only 1% caffeine. Somebody asked about coffee question. I don't know if they're still in here, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. I meant to bring that back up, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, so uh, I have a, the brewed cow-cow and I do put some heavy whipping cream in, but I'm, I keep saying I'm working on getting that off. Gosh, dang it, that whipped cream, right? It's that so heavy good. whipping cream. <laughs> uh, you know, that that's, if you want to call that my dessert, my treat, that that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that. So, and I use that for a comfort. I recognize that also. Um, and a routine and I'm working on that, but okay, whatever. And then for lunch, um, I have an eight ounce burger with a little bit of butter. Cause I, it, it's 80, 20, but I, I put it in the oven 
again, mm-hmm. simplicity. I don't have mm-hmm. to stand there at the stove and pop in grease and messing up pans and stuff. Yeah. I just put it on a cookie sheet, pop it in the oven, and then I go play with my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then it's ready. So anyway, the stuff, you know, the, the, you know, the fat runs out of the meat. So I take that off. And so I'll just add butter because I prefer butter. Sorry, but I do. Kerrygold. And mm-hmm. my granddaughter loves Kerrygold butter. Anyway, so we'll have our lunch. And that's pretty much what I have for lunch. And then for dinner, it just kind of depends. Sometimes I'll have another eight ounces of burger. Um, If we go out, I'll have a burger or a nine ounce filet. And then usually once, if we're lucky and we can find a good piece of meat, we're picky. um, We'll have filets twice a week. Um, Sometimes I'll have chicken. um, And like I said, I occasionally now I've been having omelets, um, like Saturday mornings or Sunday Mm -hmm. mornings. And so that's where I have uh, like cheese, mushrooms, mm-hmm. and like leftover filet or leftover roast, whatever we have, I'll put in there. So I have kind of started doing that. So yeah. it, for a long time, I didn't eat eggs. I, I, they just didn't appeal to me. It's not that okay. I thought they were bad or they affected me. I just, they didn't sound good. Yeah. But now every once in a while, like once a week, I'll have like an omelet and some mm-hmm. cheese, which before I, I didn't have dairy for I don't know, gosh, over like a year and a half or so, mm-hmm. I didn't have dairy. I just didn't care. And then I, you know, with the heavy cream, yeah. I have the cheese, but you know, we'll see what goes with that, but I don't have it very often. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what I eat. And I mean, you know, like I'll do a roast, I'll do, um, uh, sometimes we have like elk and, um, venison. Um, I'm not a big fan of lamb anymore. I do like bison. Um, don't have it very often. Um, just, it's just not easy to get, you know, you have to go mm-hmm. to a specific store and you, like I said, simplicity and got time yeah. for that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just easy to cook. It's just, it's just easy. But if it didn't suit me, yeah, I'll add back in things. And, and mm-hmm. right now, like I said, like vegetables just don't appeal to me. They just yeah. don't. And it, it's, and my husband said, it's just because you have that mind of yours and you've decided that it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't think it's bad. It just is not good for me. It's yeah, not you, that you I feel think, better without it. Yeah. And, and it's not that I think, oh, vegetables are bad. You should never eat them. No, no, no. No, I, I don't care. If it works for you, yay. It, it hurts me. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I'm sure I could add back in, you know, a little and it would be okay. But for the most part, why am I going to want to hurt and bloat and gas and all that again? Why? It's, yeah. it's They don't appeal to me. Why am I going to do it just to do it? You know, yeah. it's like, and, and I'm not really suffering. So yeah. it's like, once you it, get rid it, of all that, needed it. yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly it. And it, it honestly, the simplicity for me is why I'm staying. Yeah. And, and it's, it gives me what I need and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the other stuff. So, mm-hmm. but if I needed to, you know, if there was some kind of deficiency that, you know, oh, you're really lacking this, you're not eating enough uh, of that within, you know, your, your meat and eggs mm-hmm. or whatever, dairy, um, you need, you know, to add in, uh, okay, all right, you know, yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because of the, the whole stress situation that I'm under, <laughs> Lordy, um, and my cortisol is really high. So I'm struggling sure. a little bit there. And plus the whole menopause thing, which that kind of happens, at, you know, if you're not, you know, balanced, right. And so I started uh, doing um, California poppy. It's like this oil, the supplement mm-hmm. oil. It's not, you know, it's not like illegal stuff. No. <laughs> and I, I started that just a couple of days ago. 
And then there's also, uh, what's the name of that tea? There's, um, eh, can't remember the name of the tea now, dang it. It's not just real tasty, but I started doing that to kind of help with my liver to make sure that's all processing. And mm-hmm. um, also um, what was really interesting I, and by doing podcasts and stuff, I learn things, you know, yeah. and then I, I try to apply it to myself too. And I'm like, hmm, but uh, I, you know, I was on Nexium for eight years. And so, you know, those PPIs do bad stuff to you, yeah. you know, that you've heard, you've been hearing a lot about this stuff. And I was really shocked knowing this now that I was able to, uh, once going keto and when I was transitioning off the medication, I did it on my own. I didn't even ask the doctor, I don't even care. And so I started transitioning off, but I, I did like apple cider vinegar because I had heard way back then that it could be a problem of low stomach acid, which blew right. me away because right. I'm like, then why am I gagging on literal acid, you mm-hmm. know, but now I understand that. But so I did that and I was able to transition off. So I assumed that now my stomach acid is where it needs to be. Maybe it's not. So I started taking some of the HCL betaine mm. and just a couple of days ago too, because I kind of got all this stuff in and just, to, I was just kind of experiment because you know, if you, if you burn, then you just stop taking it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not burning. Mm. So I'm like, maybe my stomach wasn't where it needed to be. Maybe I was just assuming it because I didn't need the Nexium anymore, but maybe it's yeah. not optimal. And right. see, that's the thing. You can be okay, but not necessarily optimal. Right. And yeah. I kind of want to be optimal. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I can see so that. I'm willing to try different things and I am not married to one thing. I am not one of these, you know, like this is the only way and everybody has to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I think that's part of like one of the mental obstacles that a lot of people have in trying in like, oh, I could never go keto or I could never go carnivore or whatever. But you don't know how good you could feel until you know how good you can feel. And I love that growth mindset of like, okay, what if I don't actually feel at my best right now? What if I could feel better than this if I just did a little bit of experimentation? And actually, I think that's like really kind of a fun mentality to have and to just try new things. <laughs> and I can see that you're doing that, even though you're not doing it quite with your food, you're trying out new teas and you're trying out new mm-hmm. supplements and things like that. Okay. I'm the same way. And I, I want to feel literally as best as I could possibly feel. And like mm-hmm. my family makes fun of me too, because like I tell them like, one of my primary missions in life is to never have gas again. Like I would just love, <laughs> like anytime if I eat like a vegetable or if I had gas, I'm just like, oh, I literally cannot stand that feeling because I got myself free from that. And when you're no longer gassy every day and it just happens once in a while when you're having a negative reaction to a food, you will just yeah. get so angry. You're like, no, I kicked this out of my life. I never want to feel this way again. And like literally everybody else is like, farting up a storm every day like it's just like totally normal and it's like no that's not normal just because it's, it's not common normal. no yes. common and normal uh. are not the same things and so yeah. that does not feel good to me I don't like that and you know I love to live my life as optimally as possible I love that you're that you're yeah. saying that yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and the whole thing about oh well you hear it all the time well that's your body doing what it needs to do your body's gonna make you uncomfortable right yeah, it feels yeah, painful. No, I don't yeah, like that. No, thank you. Thinking <laughs> your body's not doing that on purpose. That's that's yeah. probably not normal. Maybe common, but it's not normal, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so maybe to you know, like when I went to you know on keto, my digestion got much better because mm-hmm. I mean I'm telling you I suffered bad since the age of three. 
um, with gut issues, bad. And I was never diagnosed with anything, but then again, I'm not one to go to the doctor to get diagnosed. So there you go. You know, I probably had, they, they probably would have labeled me IBS and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, and then I thought, I thought it was so much better because I got rid of the grains and got rid of a lot of the, you know, junk food and, and crap like that. Mm-hmm. And so I felt better and I thought, ah, this is what digestion is like. Okay. Exactly. Just yeah. every now and then constipation still had gas, but it wasn't as bad. You know, the bloating didn't really have much bloating. Then when I went carnivore, I was like, mm-hmm. wow, you mean yeah. this is what's normal? Wow. Right. I had no clue. So you, you're right. You don't know what optimal feels like to you. <laughs> and exactly. there can still be something better. So yeah. why the heck wouldn't you want that? Yeah. I'm not saying be perfect. I'm not saying not to have any, you know, bad things. I have drinks on the weekends, you know, when we mm-hmm. go out to dancing, I admit it, but it's not the sugary drinks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty much tequila, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and, and that's not good for your body. I know that, but I try to make everything else as optimal as possible, you know, so that the little bit I do choose to do, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect me. That's the thing. You got to make choices. And if that's your one bad thing and you rid yourself of all the other toxins and crap, you're probably yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. there's some people who can't. Okay. There's always exceptions, but you know, eliminate as much as you can that way, you know, mm-hmm. wherever you heal yourself and by going carnivore, you might be able to start eating vegetables that you just love again mm-hmm. because you've rid yourself and healed yourself. Yeah. So there's always that. And I think that's what people get so freaked out about is like, I can never, ever, ever have blah, blah, blah again. Right. Well, for some people that may be true. Mm-hmm. It may be true, but for a good chunk, you probably can. Mm-hmm. After you heal yourself, then you might be able to do that. And, yeah. you know, we're not talking addictive kind of things because that's a whole nother subject right there. You know, because yeah. there's always those people who, who just can't because it's an addiction. And right. it's totally you know, like alcoholism or whatever. You, you can't really keep the substance in your diet if that substance is what you're addicted to. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a different totally. story. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And and I think that a lot of people, that's another reason why they won't even go there at all is because mm-hmm. they think I'm going to have to do this forever. And they think like, are you kidding me? I, I could never, ever eat bread again, or I could never, ever eat sugar again. I no, thank that. you. I'm not even going to mm-hmm. even try. But carbohydrate restriction can be a therapeutic way to heal your body. It can heal your blood sugar. Carnivore mm-hmm. can be a therapeutic intervention to heal your gut. Um, and heal the inflammation in your gut, heal your stomach acid, the lining of your gut, um, any kind of food sensitivities that you're actually having. If you go get like a food sensitivity test done, that is not a life sentence. That is what your body is currently reacting to because of the state of the dysbiosis in your gut. And so you can go through a healing protocol. Sometimes a long period on keto is a healing protocol. I healed my ability um, to, to process, um, you know, fruits, things like that. Like I can eat an yes. apple now and my blood sugar is 86 after I eat an apple with some nut butter. Like, no, yes. that, I never would have thought that that was possible. Like I just, I made peace with it. I was like, I'm never eating apples and oranges or whatever, or pineapple ever again. And I had made peace with that, but my body is healed now and it can actually do that. And I can actually enjoy those things, which at one point I thought, oh, I guess, I guess I'm just broken. You know, I'm not a normal person oh, or whatever. Broken. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, but, broken. I loved it. I had already made peace with it. And then I found healing in my body. And now my world has actually opened up even more. 
And, you know, I love that you're leaving space for that too. Like, this is what's working for you right now. It actually just mm -hmm. suits your lifestyle really, really well, but also never say never. Life is long no, no. and, you know, we're meant to enjoy okay. it. So if you're eating a food and it's affecting you negatively, like don't eat foods that don't love you back. Like, exactly. So, yeah. That's yeah. all there is to it. And you might find that if you go a period of time and actually heal your body and work together with your body, you might be able to bring that food back in and be just fine. But we think everything is a life sentence and it's not. Yeah. And the whole restrictive thing, let me tell you what restrictive is. Restrictive is weighing over 245 pounds yeah. on a small frame. Restrictive is having to take four blood pressure medications and not knowing if your heart was going to explode because it was that bad. Yeah. Restrictive is having acid come up in your mouth every time you lay back down. Restrictive yeah. is feeling like your kids are embarrassed about how you look. Right. The, that's what's restrictive. Yeah. <laughs> giving up some foods that, you know, hurt you. Yeah. Are you going to have a little bit of arsenic because you like the taste of it? I mean, <laughs> when you know it's poison. I mean, right. if you change the way you think about it, really. Yeah. And the other thing I always tell my clients, okay, they've done studies where they show that the amount of pleasure you get from a food is in the first three bites or yeah. three drinks. After that, you're just eating to eat. You're not going to gain any more pleasure from that. Yeah. So is three bites of a poison worth it? Is it? If it is, uh, oh, okay. I don't know what to tell you, but you know, you really evaluate that. Yeah. I love that you're drawing that comparison and I, you know, language is important to me. So when I work with my clients, I encourage them not to use the word restriction, but to use the word boundaries with food because a boundary is keeping you safe and it actually helps you to enjoy your life even more. Um, you know, if we didn't have seatbelts, then we wouldn't be able to drive 80 miles an hour down the freeway and feel safe about it. Right. But it actually, enables us to live our lives um, and expand our opportunities when we have certain safety mechanisms in place. And so I look at it the same way with the food choices that you make. Those are boundaries yes. that you set up in your life to actually make your life better, not to make your life worse. Yes. But you're right. It's all in how you look at it. Oh, it really is. And as soon mm -hmm. as you change your mindset, and it takes time, it does. But each time when you're faced with something, you can say, I can have that. You know what? I'm an Absolutely. adult and nobody's going to slap that out of my hand. I promise you they're not going to do that. Yep. And, but I choose not to have it. I mm -hmm. don't want that because I'm going to, you know, be constipated for a week and mm -hmm. my rosacea is going to flare up and blah, blah, blah. So I, I'm choosing my health over exactly. three bites of pleasure because yeah. my pleasure is going to come from being an 80 year old who can take care of herself and not need somebody else to help her walk. Yeah, for sure. Well, Amber, as we're wrapping up here, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us and sharing the, some of the strategies that have worked for you, the mindsets that you used to have and how you've been able to transform that, how you help your clients, um, what you're currently doing. I, I love just your attitude towards health. And I thank you for teaching us a little bit more about that and inspiring us with that mentality today. Um, if people are interested in working with you, I know you're also a nutrition coach mm -hmm. and a life coach. So mm -hmm. where can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more and how to start working together with you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the best place since you're already here, IG live. So obviously you have an account. If you're watching this, um, go to my Instagram, Lone Star Keto Girl. And there is a button that says book now. That's the easiest way. <laughs> um, so if you're interested or just shoot me a DM, if you are kind of on the fence and don't really know what, what it, if you think it's going to be helpful, I'm happy to kind of help you out with that and let you know if I feel I can help you or not. 
Um, yeah. Can we answer one question before we go just really quick? Yes, I feel of really course. bad. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if the person is still on here, but they ask, can you have coffee? Now, I'm not sure if they meant, can you have coffee on carnivore? But if that is what you meant, um, <laughs> there are some carnivores. I'm going to tell you what they will fight you if you try to tell them they can't have coffee. Okay. So there are many people who have coffee, including Dr. Ken Berry. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty adamant. He's going to have his coffee. Um, so I think it really kind of depends if you have an issue where you are super, super, super sensitive, you have some autoimmune issues that you need to deal with, or you have a lot of stress. I mm -hmm. remove coffee because I have high cortisol, an issue going on right now. And so I'm trying to remove as many, you know, possibilities as possible. So I switch to um, uh, brewed cow cow. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's not giving you problems, um, you know what, <laughs> if that's what you do, that's, that's, that helps you just make sure you're not relying on that for your energy, because if you are, then there's other problems going on. You need to address your sleep. You need to address your diet, something like that. Don't use it as a crutch. Mm -hmm. And okay. I know some of us, me included, use it as like a comfort, a routine. Mm -hmm. And if it, if it's an okay thing, okay. But if it's a destructive thing where you're using it, like somebody would smoke or, you know, that kind of thing, you might want to address that. But if you're going to do it, it's best to get a good quality coffee because a, a lot of the coffee you just buy in stores and et cetera, Starbucks, whatever, it has a lot of mold in it. And for a lot of people, mold can be a real problem. And besides why you want to put that crap in your body anyway. So get some good quality coffee if you're going to do it. But I mean, you know, if that's what you need to do, that's, you know, will help you stay on track. Psh, I'm not going to tell you not to have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a great answer. Like, do what works for you. Um, enjoying your life is really important to adherence. Oh, yeah. And so all of us have our non-negotiables. For me, coffee right. is a non-negotiable. I have worked with some clients that are like, I'm, I'm, I'll do keto, but I'm not giving up my wine. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. Like, don't let whatever it is hold you back. And honestly, I've worked with a lot of clients who start out with what they think is a non-negotiable and over time their grip yes. on it loosens. Yes. So don't let whatever it is hold you back. Nobody's going to take it away from you. Nobody's going to rip that out of your hands. Right. You are always in control of what you choose to put in your body. You have full permission at all times to do whatever the hell you want at any given moment. And a lot of times right. we're just fighting for our own autonomy because it's a fundamental human need. It's normal. That's a good thing. We want to have free will at all times. It's if you ever feel like you can't do what you want to do, that is just an illusion. That's just the story that you're believing. And it's a lie that's holding you back. You can do whatever you want. If you want to follow 98% of the carnivore rules and have your one little thing that is a non-negotiable for you, that's totally okay. But I love right. that you are mentioning like, well, just be in tune with, is this actually harming me or not? So I drink coffee every day. Even if I am doing carnivore, I drink coffee. Um, but one thing that I realized is that I'm naturally kind of an anxious person. I, I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. I switched to half-calf and it's like a whole different world. Like I feel so yeah. much better. And I didn't realize that pumping myself full of caffeine every day was mimicking um, that fight or flight activated nervous system response that I have dealt with for my whole life because of past trauma and things like that. And so yes. it didn't actually feel good. It felt familiar. And the same thing is true with emotional eating. And so a lot of times we're just seeking to feel familiar. Um, but yeah, so there's half-calf. I have clients that drink decaf. And some people are like, decaf is pointless. No, it's not. Like, I've joked around about that too. I'm like, you know what's the best place for decaf is right down the drain. You know, like, but... <laughs> 
no, if that's really going to help you to just have like that tiny bit of caffeine or the taste is comforting to you or just whatever, like do what works for you. It's not dogmatic. It's not religious. None of that. So we got to let that go. That's just Mm -hmm. got to go because you got to figure out what's going to work for you And, and just consider, understand the consequences. Yeah. And if that is so important to you that, okay, then okay, you know, but do the best you can in the other areas or the other foods or the other whatever, you know, don't, don't have 15 different things that are, you know, toxins in the body or, or toxic, Mm -hmm. you know, mentally emotional, you know, figure out a way to where you can get rid of as much as possible. So you can have that one non-negotiable, if you will. You know, and again, ain't nobody going to take that on your hand. Okay. Yeah. I dare, I dare, I dare you to take that on my hand. No, (laughs) it's like, no, don't you be taking my fillets. (laughs) Y'all, if you are not following Amber yet, especially if you're listening to this later on the self-care keto podcast, make sure you jump on over to Instagram and follow Amber. She's at Lone Star Keto Girl. I love seeing her weekend photos of her glittery nails holding some big old chunk of beef. I just did my nails last night. And she does her line dancing and she is so much fun. She just shares a huge wealth of information. Check out her coaching options as well. I have checked them out and I'm like, y'all, you guys need to jump on this because her prices are fantastic. And as she's going through, and it's not going to last forever (laughs) because she is going through some incredible coach training and, you know, she's going to need to make a living once she's done with all of her training. So jump on this bandwagon while you can. Amber is so fun to work with and she will help you transform your life. So Amber, thank you again so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to um, do this interview with me. And I love being connected with you. Thank you for everything. Absolutely. And if any of my followers are on here, be sure you're following Jess because she is amazing. Love her. She, we're like soul sisters. I really, yes. So follow her, the keto fix. (laughs) Thank you so much, Amber. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Did you know that I'm a weight loss coach exclusively for women? I work with clients one-on-one and in small groups. It's very personal and it's holistic. We talk about the practical and the personal, the habit changes and the mindset changes. It's a ton of listening to you and helping you unlock your motivation to do the things you already know, because of course everything you need to know is free on YouTube. Coaching is not just about changing behavior or habits, but changing beliefs, which means changing behavior for good. I would love to work with you. You can learn more about my coaching services at theketofit.com. In the meantime, I'll continue to serve you with free helpful content here on the podcast, and you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at theketofit. Remember, you're allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. See you next episode.